0: Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X burnup. I support Gen X burnup through Patreon and you can too at patreoncom
1: X burnup. Welcome back, Gen X Grown-Up Podcast listeners to episode 73 of the Gen X Grown-Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always, though, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we'll discuss a new post-apocalyptic dystopian TV series where all of humanity lives on a train. (laughs) Check out a mid-range mirrorless DSLR camera that packs a lot of bang for the buck and play an action game where you are a super-powered luchador battling with forces from the land of the dead. But Mm. before we get into all of those intriguing teaser topics <laughs> we have some fourth listener email to get into one of my favorite parts of the show and our fourth listener email this episode is from mike c hey mike he's one of our patrons uh he wrote it and said i just listened to the episode i have to agree with mo that upload oh very good and you should check it out if you haven't already that was the, ah. the series on uh, i think yeah. amazon right amazon Prime. Yeah, amazon amazon Prime. Prime. Amazon. one of those yep. i watched it all it was great your recommendation yeah. was spot on my big question for you is what vpn do you recommend george was talking about jacket and sonar and i of course understand the need for a vpn but i don't think
2: any of your podcasts have covered the topic that's because they all suck for one reason or another (laughs)
1: They are a necessary evil, aren't they? Yes. They really are. Yeah. Uh, I think we all use different VPNs probably. And so for my money, you might have differing opinions, but which one you use is largely irrelevant. Find one that's been around a while, well-established. Right. They have reasonable rates and give it a test drive. I mean, they're not terribly expensive. You could get a year for, I don't know. 30, 40 bucks maybe or something. A lot or more.
0: they have like free first 30 days, that kind of thing. For so free trials.
2: Most of them do, yeah. Some kind of free yeah. trial period. The one thing I would always recommend though is make sure that you find one that doesn't keep its logs because in yeah. mm-hmm. the yep. weird case that a US government, you know, ever wants to come in and grab their logs, yep. if they don't keep them, then they can't track anything.
1: And many mm-hmm. of them advertise that. They tout that right up front, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they keep no records. <laughs> there are several <laughs> reasons to have a VPN. You know, I know when I traveled overseas in China, I had to use a VPN so I could get to Google Google, you know, and YouTube and stuff because they block it. But, you know, the other reason, you know, using jacket and stuff like that is to absolutely make yourself anonymous. You know, A VPN anonymizes what you do on the internet. But, you know, you said, George, I mean, it's it's a necessary evil because it slows things down and it's, it can cause connectivity problems. So Yeah,
2: but there's a few other reasons as well. Like, for instance, Netflix. Netflix decides what content you're able to watch based on where you're at. Region locked, yeah. A lot yeah, of people yeah. use VPNs in order to be able to see content on Netflix that they pay for. We pay for Netflix every month. Right. But they're not allowed to see maybe Netflix Europe or something like that. And it might have some shows that they want to watch and they don't feel it's fair. So they use the VPN in order to say, okay, I'm now in Gibraltar and now they get to watch that TV show.
1: Yeah. A great example of that was uh, when Star Trek discovery, the first season of that came oh, yeah. out, it was only on CBS all access, but if you lived in Canada, it was on Netflix. right? And yeah. so if you threw your VPN, if you told it you were in Canada, you could watch discovery, which I mean, it was an easy loophole. It's not complicated, but yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think, the bottom line is we don't have a recommended single one try out a few Mo you probably will find a link or something uh, no, maybe I'll, throw in I'll, the show notes for Mike then how to find a VPN or some of the ones we use yeah. uh, I've never had one that I hated but I've had the one I've had for several years now and it's good so hey Mike C thank you for writing in we all love when the fourth listener drops us a line if you'd like to have your email featured here on the show just hit us up podcast at genxgrownup.com we read every single one and most of them make it right here into the episode alright if you guys are ready it's time to hop into the meat of the show then right after this Fort kirium from
3: fort to town to battleground. Brave Star! Fort kirium Marshal Brave Stars into Galactic Town.
0: Tex Hex is a... Two. Laser fire tech,
3: tech shoots invisible electronic
0: beams at the target. The bank explodes, but Bravestar strikes back and the town transforms into A
1: Fort! Oh, blasted!
0: Brave Star hits the control. The wall falls. Fort Giriam, the fort that transforms into a space town with a bank, command center, and Jane. New from Bravestar. Batteries not included, toys sold separately assembly required.
3: My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast Thoughts from a page.
1: Let's get the ball rolling, talking about media that we have been consuming. Now, of course, the uh, theaters still haven't opened up. That usually <laughs> dominates our media segment back in the days before the apocalypse. Yeah. But what's a movie again? I forget. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> we used to like, go to a big building and sit in this wow. theater. Yeah, it was awesome. Really? Yeah. Anyway, there what, what, <laughs> are definitely stuff to check out in the realm of media, You know, television shows and movies that are hitting the streaming and stuff like that. And George, why don't you kick us off? Tell us what you've been consuming in media.
2: Well, so I had talked about looking forward to season two of the Titan Games The last episode. And I definitely was, and I've definitely watched the first episode and a half or two episodes. They did like a two hour long first episode. So it kind of feels like two episodes. Got to kick it off. But I wanted to bring up that there are several other of these. I guess competition game shows are mm-hmm. becoming a bigger and bigger thing now. Kind of like Ninja Warriors but different, right? Yeah, I was going to say, Mo, you and I have had mm-hmm. our Ninja Warrior arguments in the <laughs> yeah. past. You know, Settle, on, settle on everyone. Let's that's, not that's, fight about okay. Ninja okay. Warrior. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's an old argument. We'll just <laughs> move past it now.
0: Buried that hatchet.
2: But we have the Titan games, which season two, and man, they have definitely kicked it up a notch. They've done some different things. But I also wanted to bring up that there's a couple of other ones. Uh, one of them in particular, based around something, Mo, that you found on YouTube and talked to oh, yeah. us about. <laughs> so there's a couple of new shows that also fit into that category with Titan Games, and I wanted to compare them just a little bit. There's Titan Games, which is the Dwayne Rock Johnson mm-hmm. show, which from mm-hmm. last season. There is Holy Moly. i never
0: heard of that one either. Which
2: is Wipeout meets Putt-Putt. Oh, I'm stumped. Yeah, okay. I, I'm trying to, I
0: can't, my brain can't wrap my head around that.
2: <laughs> That's how my son <laughs> described it. And then Ultimate Tag, which is Fox's way of, I, I think what happened was there was a a young person who was watching those Ultimate Tag Challenge things that Mo, you found on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And I think he was really into it, and he probably told one of his parents about it, who must have been an executive at Fox, and they just went and fucked it all up. <laughs> no, Greenland is the worst <laughs> show oh, no, of no. all really? three of these. Oh. Don't even bother Dude, watching because the stuff I found on YouTube was pretty cool, I thought. No, it's terrible. <laughs> they just ruined it, huh? Yeah, your thing on YouTube is awesome. Yeah. That's, and I love that. My family loves that when we're waiting for the next season or the next series that they do mm-hmm. but this ultimate tag it's like they took american gladiators and yeah. the all the bad parts of that because oh. american gladiators originally was pretty good but then remember they had the revival with hulk hogan that was like eh. they force these people into these small arena types they have three people who are being chased in the arena at the same time and one person comes out trying to pick which one they want to tag and whoever they tag the fastest gets eliminated Go for the overweight kid right <laughs> always yeah go for it's him, just yeah. terrible <laughs> Hang from ceilings Ugh. and crawl around monkey bar kind of tag situations. It's what about just holy stupid. moly. Is that any better? Holy moly is awesome. So that's Rob okay. Riggle is a host of that show. These people, they play mini golf. I'll give you the first hole that we watched in the first episode of season two, which is what's mm-hmm. out right now. They put these guys in completely flame retardant costumes. Oh no, that's a bad start. I know. <laughs> it's like First, we're putting this asbestos suit on. (laughs) There are four fire-breathing dragons around the part where you start putting, and they breathe Uh fire on the contestants and (laughs) light them on fire as they're putting.
0: All right, I might have to check this out. I might have
2: to watch (laughs) this. (laughs) I'm suddenly intrigued. (laughs) We saw that, and I said, that's the first competition show that I've ever seen watch its contestants be set on fire. I've never seen that before. That's interesting. Competition show history. Uh, Yeah, Titan Games has up their whole thing they are doing it now where Dwayne The Rock Johnson is picking these titans that defend that mountain that they ran on last year. Okay. Okay. Everything is broken up by regions. There's an eastern, a central, and a western region. And so he has his two titans, a male and a female, for each one of the three regions. And they're all famous athletes. Like, there's a mixed martial artist in there. Jessica Graff, the girl from American Ninja Warrior, is one of the titans. Okay, yeah. Two competitors now, they do a best two out of three competition competition and whichever one wins that out of the two out of three challenges then faces the titan at the mount olympus competition oh okay and if they beat the titan they become the titan oh like for moving forward they'll be yes a, oh, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. kind of thing it's pretty cool i really enjoy titan games is definitely kicking the butt of all three holy moly is a lot of fun don't even bother with ultimate Tag. <laughs> just leave it alone let it yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. well i'm glad of
1: those three at least a couple of them are panning out for you i know you love those those athletic competition shows oh yeah you know? uh, <laughs> There was one I was looking forward to I think we all were I just got to it first the new Steve Carell Netflix show Space Force yeah oh
2: yeah how was that was have it you good? seen any of this yet no I, I just I mean, watched
1: the first few episodes okay. it like just dropped as we're recording this and I've binged about half of it I think there's 10 episodes and I've been through five of them wow I was a little worried because I started seeing early reviews and they're saying this is a waste of time it's a it's a misfire it's bad mm. and it's, I understand where they're coming from and if I had watched just the first episode I would have agreed and, and maybe they only got the first episode to review before release i don't know mm-hmm. so first of all space force i'm enjoying it i'm gonna watch all of it and it's fun to watch it feels all the time i'm watching it like a show that is so close to hitting it it's so close to nailing it <laughs> and then it kind of they, they deviate and it don't quite nail on the comedy I remember like in school like you had all your friends who were in a, in, a, in a play or they were doing a skit or whatever and they were garbage at it but you liked watching them do the thing they were doing because they're all your buddies, right? Right. And this is, I mean, you got Steve Carell and John Malkovich and Fred Willard, rest in peace, Ben Schwartz, Lisa Kudrow, Jimmy Yang from Silicon Valley, Roy Wood Jr. So many people that I love watching and they're all together like in this ensemble doing things like watching these people do their craft, being funny or just reading this script, this ridiculousness. And it is just kind of a lukewarm show until the end of the second episode where you see Ah, there's finally like a thread of heart with uh, Steve Carell's character and his daughter. He's kind of a single dad right now because which is weird.
0: Yeah, it, I still don't
1: understand that whole situation, but okay. It, it's a really interesting story. It's an underdog story. It's like a sporting event story. It's you know, it's like the you know, it's like Hoosiers or something. You know, it's like they are put upon and they're kind of the joke of the armed forces and they're trying very well, hard to for prove the themselves.
0: The Coast Guard is.
1: <laughs> they in fact continue to make fun of the Coast Guard. <laughs> they, they, do. Do yeah. they do indeed. They do indeed. So I, I know it's something we. Were are all looking forward to, and you shouldn't stop looking forward to it. I was very apprehensive, and it damaged my ability to enjoy it early on, because I was waiting to see, alright, let's see what the garbage, what's the dumpster fire gonna be? And it's not that, but it's not a rocket to space, uh, no pun intended. It's a good show. It's fun. I don't even know if it'll get continued or not, or, or carried on if it doesn't get critical acclaim, but you should all watch it. And if you listen to this show, you'll probably...
2: It feels as though that it's suffering from the fact that we were all so looking forward to the the fact that greg daniels and steve carell were doing something oh, again oh, yeah and because they did such a good job with the office you know as you know i watched that show all the way oh, through yeah. all nine seasons two or three times a year probably and maybe because we were all super looking forward to it. And then you had those reviews that you read. It's hard for something like that to live up to expectations.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like a new star Wars movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I, I watched the first three episodes right now. Oh, good. Okay. And, and I totally agree with you. I said the first episode I was like, eh. and it's yeah. getting better as, as it, it goes on. Yeah, I don't know if this is even really like criticism. Like you mentioned like that cast, the cast, I mean, Jane Lynch, I mean, they got everybody in. Oh small yeah. Parts. Jane Lynch. Yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. for small parts, they got these amazing comic actors and you know, on there. And I keep thinking that it's like part of me says with this type of cast, with that kind of writing, why isn't the show better? It's yeah, not yeah, bad. It, mm. it feels like it's not quite reaching its potential, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. You know, because, yeah. It, I mean, that cast is like freaking amazing, right? There's not a single person on there that I wouldn't watch in the Roman show. <laughs> all by themselves. Yeah. yeah by themselves. Yeah. Because they're it's all just amazing. amazing at it. So I keep watching it. And the episodes, like now it seems like the episodes, I'm kind of like lukewarm. But then it's like he has a chopper pilot. Yeah. And yep. there's an episode, maybe it's one where the chopper pilot is is watching his daughter. It's like episode three, yeah. Episode three. And so I just finished watching that one. And I said, you know what? I said, that relationship that they or building that it was really good I really like that it's so right. like the character I'm starting to care about the characters finally there are you're right there are flashes of brilliance
1: there's yeah. a scene when they're in front of a congressional hearing on, on, on budget oh, yeah. matters that's amazing there's little flashes of brilliance in there and then it kind of goes oh this fell flat this fell flat uh, overall the net sum good show Space Force you should watch it I hope it continues I hope it continues to get better too yeah. uh, but even as it is it's worth your time just don't expect the office mark 2
0: just just go in knowing that's what you got coming you, so yeah and it does get better so get through the first episode and
1: it, be it, it sure okay. does yeah <laughs> all right so mo what about you i know uh, we were all looking forward to space force but
0: you had something that you had on the agenda too yeah so it's a tv show based on that movie snowpiercer mm-hmm. yeah everybody's on the train and everyone's social on the train. stratification sure so the first two episodes have dropped so i've watched the first okay. two episodes um and oh boy <laughs> it's not bad no, it's not bad. Um, it actually takes place like at the beginning of this. Tra- it's like only like a couple of years that the train has been running. Yeah, six years. Yeah, six years. Thank you. Before the film, yeah. okay. So it's like and these are the original people who got on the train.
2: Yeah, they start the first episode with them getting on the train, right. and then it jumps forward
0: six years. And so they're keeping like some of the stuff from the movie, which is good, and and there's some back and forth on it. But it's definitely like a whole class warfare kind of story, you know, about mm-hmm. you know the people who were as, you know, sure. as the film was too, as the film was. exactly. Exactly. The only thing that kind of gets me is like, okay, assuming that this is the same as the movie, I know they're not going to succeed <laughs> because they, <you> know, <laughs> you know, this turns the movie would happen. But it's like one of these things where like the people at the front of the train have this like perfect society almost. Mm-hmm. Well, at least on the surface. Yeah. On the surface. Exactly. And that's where you find out that it's actually not perfect because there's been like a murder and the only person who they could find to catch the murder is in the back of the train who used to be a homicide detective. So they pull mm. him forward to try to help figure out who the actual killer is. So
2: it's like a whodunit. Yeah. Framed. in. Inside of the Snowpiercer, well, at least kind of this war. first storyline is. I don't know how many episodes it's going to go. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, it seems like it's going to carry for a while because they really have they. Don't really have an advanced the investigation a whole lot yet. <laughs> so, I mean, I like it. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm hoping it gets a little better, like the story develops a little bit more and the characters develop a little bit more. But so far, you know, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I like Snowpiercer, the movie. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I thought the movie was pretty cool. I thought it was a weird premise, but I liked it. So, I was willing to give this one kind of like a, a few extra points right off the bat just because I figured, eh, you know, as long as I keep the train, I'm happy because the train is kind of cool.
2: So, I want to bring up a couple of things because I'm a big fan of the movie as well. And so is my son. And he was mm-hmm. the one who first introduced the show to me that they were going to be doing a TV show. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That, you know, I don't know how they're going to do it because like <laughs> you said, we know they're not going to make it mm-hmm. if they follow along the same storyline unless it's an alternate universe Snor Pierce or something like out of Star Trek. But there's a couple of things. Number one, this is on TNT, right? Which yeah. is a cable channel. Uh, it's not one of the channels that you pay for and everything. And there are a lot of questionable things that they show and say in this series so far. There is some just... Front, f- straight out nudity in episode T and T. Really? Yeah. Yeah, huh. straight out nudity. Uh, and then and there's and a lot of times too. when they're using language that they wouldn't normally use on cable or broadcast network. That kind of surprised me a little bit. The murder that Mo was talking about, the way that they're describing the way the murder happened and some of hmm. the things that were done to the victim, they hmm. wouldn't normally talk about this stuff on or show. cable or network TV. You think this is TNT trying to be edgy like the streaming networks? That's what I think it it is too. felt very much like they were going down the we're Game of Thrones and we're going to show you all this kind of stuff Road trying so to attract forced, people that right. way. It felt a little forced. Huh. And then, number two, the train itself. Now, Mo, when we watched the movie, mm-hmm. what did the train make you feel like, especially because at the beginning, you know, when you're all in the tail section? Didn't it feel very claustrophobic to you? Oh, it's very closed. Right. Yeah. Now, in it's this first episode, <laughs> the train is super wide in some parts. It's got two stories, apparently, now because <laughs> they go down below oh, oh, a yeah. section. Yeah, they do. Don't and they? I'm like, yeah. what, how the hell did this train get this damn big? And stay on the tracks at all because it would be super top heavy. I don't know. I mean, it's just running on regular train tracks it's not like it's you know gripping the tracks like a monorail or something mm-hmm. along those lines it's just running on regular train track and then of course you know first episode stuff starts breaking and and there's glass on the front of the train which was a big no-no in the movie because the train has to burst through blocks of ice that have yeah. tapped over the <laughs> track now the train has glass at the front window what I, mm. it feels
1: yeah. like well, that it's they, a prequel they learned that later oops that was a mistake let's take off the glass yeah well
3: <laughs> they, they, mean, they Turn shears
2: off the second fl- level. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I mean, it's not like they can stop and do maintenance, but that's what that bottom level is for. They do maintenance underneath the car sections. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, wow, I hear a lot of a lot of like this is weird, unusual, real breaking, and uh, Mo, you're kind of ho
1: hum. Is this something that people, if they enjoyed the film, should watch, or is it weird? Is it damaging? I
2: don't know yet.
0: Actually, I think it's too. Real.
2: It's, it's only a couple episodes. John, for me, it feels as though these are two different snow piercers. Mm. And I don't know that that's a good or bad thing yet, but they definitely misled us a little bit in making us feel like that it was going to be more relatable to the show. The whole thing about the person who created the train is completely different, and it's going to be this reveal at some point to the rest of the people on the train. You can see that coming. I just think that they've given us a different show with the same name based around the same basic concept but uh-huh. we here in our family we're still very much interested in watching the shows as they drop because it's still fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with George. Said. That that makes a lot of sense because it's. I, I think you know it could be a good show. You know, Grant. Okay, don't even worry about the movie. You know, I think it could be. Good. Right. It's not. It's too early to tell yet. I think is what it comes down to. I mean, All right. two episodes. I'm going to watch the third one. when It drops. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it starts going downhill, I may stop at some point. But right now, <laughs> you, you have not ruled out abandonment. You you're you're ready right. if you need to. You're not. If I need bail, to bail, I'm going to bail. But right now, <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep. Right in this train, no pun intended. <laughs> Got
3: it. <laughs> the Cabbage Patch Kids. I promise to be a good parent to my Cabbage Patch Kid. Your children can adopt them and care for them just like real kids. There are Cabbage Patch Kid umbrella strollers that let your kid really come alive. Snuggle up carriers to keep your Cabbage Patch Kid close and secure. Cradles for rocking, baby, while you're walking or just lying around. So, I don't have a
0: Tekken toy this time. But, again ah, with you, but, but, but I'm going to totally glom on to both of yours because I have hooks into both of them. Okay. All right. So, so,
2: so what else is new, really? So, so I'm going to let George gonna start. George's going to come off. back that he invented both of ours or something like yeah. that. I built that back in the day. Let, let
0: George start, kick us off. Okay. And then, All right. and then I'll just glom on what you guys say and take some part of the credit. All okay. Right. George.
2: Okay. Just let me know when you're ready to start taking credit, <laughs> I will be happy <laughs> to back off because <laughs> this one, while it is a piece of tech and it's related to something that we've been talking about over the last several episodes, we've been talking about the software family of double R's, right? Sonar, mm-hmm. radar, and this one now that I would like to talk about today is LiDAR. And each uh, one of these double R software media gathering components is specifically geared towards a different type of media, sonar mm-hmm. for television, radar for movies, and mm-hmm. LiDAR for music. Right. Uh, John, you have one of the most exhaustive music libraries that I have seen and you gave me copies of a lot of stuff that I wanted different and some stuff that I really didn't want. I, like, I don't know who needs 57 <laughs> albums of a Alan bunch Parsons' of stuff you don't project. Want. I,
1: I, I was about to say thank you for the compliment on my nice curated <laughs> library, but I don't know if I thank you now, but yes, yeah, I do have a lot. lot. I,
0: I did not realize that Alan Parsons had that many albums.
2: I don't think it did. I think he just made his <laughs> own album. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I will admit that my
0: audio library
1: is very eclectic. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs>
2: that's a word for it. So LiDAR is this program, just like sonar, just like radar, that when you install it and point it toward your already existing media directory of that subject, it will scan it. It will assign metadata and images and things like that inside its interface mm-hmm. to those. And then it will also allow you to see, because it's music, it will allow you to look at it from an artist's point of view and see all the albums that they've released or are releasing. It actually has a continuing or ended feature which i found very odd but I if guess, a band is broken how? up they're yep. ended
1: <laughs> yep or if the artist is dead ended right exactly no more
2: releases <laughs> forthcoming <laughs> huh. uh, you can also set it to grab any new future albums that that artist or band releases which is pretty cool i used it as a test subject because i wanted to see there are several bands that i have that john didn't have and i wanted to see if i could get their albums you know Mm -hmm. downloaded just to see if it how it would work If could find them yeah i picked aerosmith john for some reason didn't have a lot of aerosmith in his library like i had them on some best of albums but not i probably don't have their full albums yeah exactly so they have like i don't know it was like 10 or 15 different albums listed it also Mm -hmm. lists stuff as singles which these were like little mini cd or mini tape releases that had two to five songs on them it has those in a category you can't seem to just want to grab one song you can grab the package like the album or the single that had two or three songs Mm -hmm. in it that kind of thing but you can't just say i want to grab crazy from aerosmith Mm. there's no function for that in it so far now granted this is still in the early alpha beta stages of the software but it does go out there And find it uses Jacket for its indexers, which is great. It uses Qubit Torrent, you know, for its download client, the same way that Radar and Sonar do. So that part of the setup is super easy. I said, okay, I want to grab this album and this album from Aerosmith. Mm -hmm. The first album downloaded just fine. The second album, I wanted the original Aerosmith 1973 or 70, whatever album the debut album yeah and instead of downloading that it downloaded a greatest hits album which had the exact same track set oh well i guess you got what you wanted i guess kind of got what you wanted
1: didn't you yeah Yeah.
2: but (laughs) it didn't recognize it as being associated with that album so it kept looking for that album uh so it got it but it didn't actually match and then it kept looking okay and it didn't have that greatest hits album listed in its list Mm. so it never copied it over into the folder either so audio is
1: is a tougher beast to get your hands around because it's yeah. so nebulous individual
0: tracks and singles and variations and remixes and that's got to be a nightmare see yeah because i i would think like something like lidar what i hope it would do for me it'd be great if like it could say okay i'm not going to du- grab duplicate songs yeah you already have this song on this album so i'm not going to grab it here or, you know, and it doesn't
2: that kind of do thing. that it's yeah. it sees the albums as totally separate it looks yeah. as them yeah. as
0: releases this release this
1: release right. yeah
2: yeah uh, it's functional it does download music for you it does categorize stuff and do the renaming, you know, just like sonar and radar uh, do. Okay. ID three tags. It'll do, which is nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so if you're looking to grab music, it's a way to grab music. If you're used to using sonar, radar, Medusa, whatever software like that, that you're using to do media grabbing. I'm not 100% sold on it yet. I'm going to keep testing it and playing with it, but it does function. I'll say that yeah. much.
0: But it is super beta, right?
2: Yeah, like alpha beta almost. That's well, alpha, it's, okay. it's pretty <laughs> darn early. Yeah, yeah. I was
1: almost afraid to point it at my library for fear that it might break something. And you
2: know <laughs> mess at up least it <laughs> didn't do that so far. It didn't do that. So at least <laughs> yeah. that much, it's good. Okay. Yeah, so it
1: won't break your shit. Okay. It comes from a solid lineage of those lines of pieces of software, mm-hmm. and as polished as sonar is, I've got to believe LIDAR is gonna come around.
2: The user interface is really nice. It's configured yeah. differently than sonar is and differently than radar because they're not exactly the same, but it's a very nice easy HTML5 interface to use. Okay. Yeah, I agree. All right, John. So that was my tech toy. Now you give yours and we'll see how much Mo gloms onto that. See how much Mo steals mine. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, It's been a while since I have gone down this road, actually. It's probably been two years ago now. We were all hot on, I need to get this camera and this camera and this microphone (laughs) and this camera. Mm. We kind of got the gear we needed to do Gen X grown up and we've just kind of been using that gear for a while. Sure. (laughs) Our phones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For shooting video. Frankly, I bought a 4 4K like camcorder thing some time ago, yeah. and I ended up not using it because you got to get batteries and you got to you know get it out and run a power cord or whatever. You should have figured
2: out that you weren't going to use that before you had me buy it. Before bought you bought it, damn one. No, I know, I know.
1: <laughs> and the, the, that story will continue. So the whole problem of infection <laughs> is coming. But anyway, yeah. I've, I've been using my phone to record video for YouTube, mm-hmm. which is okay. I mean, it's HD footage and it's no, all right. I mean, the phones take really nice video. Actually, optics in a phone just don't look like what I want professional video to look like, you know, so mm-hmm, sure. like I want to be able to focus on something and have a defocused area, whereas you know right. cell phones tend to have everything in sharp focus and everything is there's no composition to the shot of no the fields. There's nothing. Yeah, no, right. Exactly. So I, long story short, I was eager to get something that was really better for our video production. And I looked around a lot. DSLRs were something I was looking at. I talked to other YouTubers, what they had. Uh, I was talking to some of our patrons about the things that they had on our Discord channel channel and that kind of thing and I finally found a camera that I have purchased and
2: man I'm going nuts in the world of cameras now so I bought this (laughs) Canon EOS M50. Canon EOS that's like uh what was the tennis player that used to always hawk those remember uh Andre Agassi. Yes yeah he did yeah yeah
1: he had that Canon line he liked so this is a brand new mirrorless it's runs about 400 bucks or so uh I bought a a bundle that had that and some other stuff I know I know I'm sorry George so get your money ready. <laughs> so, I, so I found this camera and I, I I actually got my hands on one to look at it before I purchased it. I got it in hand and the internet is going nuts over this camera. If you go to YouTube and search for EOS yeah. M50, you'll find a million videos by a thousand different YouTubers because it's the hot camera. It's not the top of the line and it's not a piece of crap. It has all the menu system of the super multi-thousand dollar canons, but mm-hmm. in this box that is it, it crushes so many of the things that would stop you from getting it. it it's it's a great camera. It has some 4K in it, though it's a little bit limited. I'm using it full 1080 at 60 frames per second, which is amazing. It has great depth of focus. It has a 50-point facial recognition autofocus. But then there's all the toys. So there's a huge—I want to say it's like a three and a half or four-inch touchscreen on the back that can flip around to be a giant viewfinder, like you're using a phone, which I love. One of the hassles always with shooting on your phone was recording the footage and then plugging your phone in and downloading stuff. This camera has its own Wi-Fi hotspot. You turn on the Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect a computer to it, it recognizes and sucks in the footage automatically. It is just the smartest camera huh. I have ever seen. And for the price, it's not multi-thousands of dollars. I've only yeah. done one new video with it so far. And I was so happy with the quality of myself on camera and the product shots that I did. I don't regret for a second
0: getting this thing. So give me glom on here for a second. Uh,
1: yeah, I mentioned to Mo that I was getting this new <laughs> camera.
0: So, so I so jo- John, <laughs> let's see, George, I I kept you out of this. You owe me one. Thank you. <laughs> I know you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you could have been there right along with us, like the whole 3D printer thing, right? We could have all have been there together. Yeah. So John mentioned this camera thing. And actually, uh, to tell you the truth, a lot of things like with every time you want to film something, you got to set everything up again. You got it. Mm-hmm. And right. you know, your camera. I mean, the phone is not really, you know, it's not really made to be a camera like that. I mean, yeah. it is for convenience well, sake. not
2: for what the purposes right. of right. us not using camera It's a studio camera. Right, right. Yeah.
0: So John told me this thing and I agonized. I said, ah, let me go check. And then I was like, no, then I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. And then like, Everywhere I looked, they were sold out. I, I kept trying to talk you out of it. I was like, I, I know, don't want
1: to happen. No, no, no. I, I said, believe, I, I don't want to happen to you. What happened to George? Let me vet it out a while, <laughs> see what's actually useful. Yeah, because I felt but, guilty over what happened before. But he's like, I'm dying to buy something. Yeah, he did bring you
0: up, George, as a cautionary tale. As a cautionary
1: tale. <laughs> just, <laughs> George is often a cautionary tale. It's not just in camera purchasing, <laughs> apparently. So, so
0: anyway, so I was sitting there, I was like, ah, I don't know. And then finally, I said, Okay, I'm gonna get it. They were sold out everywhere. Which, of course, maybe want to buy it more. Right. Like, it must be great. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. I want this. Like, like, some, you know, somebody's trying to keep me from getting it. So yeah. I actually went to the Canon website. This is through recommendation to one of our patrons, actually. They're selling refurbished ones with a one year
2: warranty. Yeah. That's what I did with a 4K camcorder. Best Buy had a refurbished one with a one year warranty. Ah. So yeah. I yeah. went that way. It was still expensive, but <laughs> not yeah. as expensive as brand new. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I bought it. Now, the, the kit that John, you got actually came with like a studio mic like the shotgun you mic, shotgun mic and all that stuff so but I was able to find you know but I was able to buy those pieces separately and come out to pretty much the same price that what John got essentially so but mine's coming in pieces so the mic's coming today camera will be Monday yeah. and
1: you know well, I'll and all the great stuff, thing but, aside from just having a really awesome camera that works on a tripod that does what it's supposed to do and has amazing looking video the side effect of this it's like when you buy a boat and you're like well I gotta get a boat cover and I gotta get a boat trailer and I gotta, <laughs> gotta get all the accessories. <laughs> some, some seat covers, right? It's all the accessories like I bought it. I've ordered a cage for it and a new light and a, a, a extra bolt on things. For it's, it, it, it's so easy to fall down the rabbit hole, but it's so much fun. And yeah. I'm really excited about how even just the base camera has already stepped up the quality of our video. And it just makes me even more proud of the stuff that we're putting out. And Mo, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a link to which video we did first. Oh, yeah, I'll put that on there for sure. And after that first one, I've already got 20 camera
2: settings that I want to change beyond that. Uh, <laughs> so, George, hold off a little. It looks like it's going to be good. Good. that's not a problem i haven't produced any videos for the channel in a long time i've just been doing all the background stuff so right. i'm yep. okay waiting because you can i yeah. did that whole thing with comic sans where i set up an entire studio try to get even. a multi-camera like, set I had up yeah four cameras set up and lights and everything else and i went down that rabbit hole and spent probably i don't know three four thousand dollars total mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, time that that. Much. i'm not <laughs> no. looking to do anything close to that again and because you know, you guys mentioned the 3D printer because I've been able to sneak some of that stuff past the wife. Yep. There's no way I'm sneaking a new camera past her anytime soon because these things can't be cheap, right? Yeah. The camera, the refurbished camera was 400 even. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then yep. lenses and lights like well, you okay, were that's saying, that's with John. the lens.
0: It did come with the lens, but
2: yeah. But, but you you're going to want to buy lenses new lenses, though. That's the thing I hear Wide about these. Angle. You know, you're yeah. always talking about buying new lenses with these things. That's like the big, you yep. know, cash grab for these cameras. And,
1: and I'm only accentuating the video production qualities of the DSLR. I mean, a lot of people are going to buy this for straight up just photo shooting. Sure. I haven't taken it off the video mode since I got it because I bought it for that. I bought it as a studio camera and it's doing the job great. It has things I'm not touching but for still photography. Uh, they're going to be awesome probably once I get to that. We'll throw a link down in the show notes. As Mo mentioned, it's, I think it's sold out because recently they updated this camera so it can be used as a webcam, a high quality webcam. You could plug mm. it straight into your computer. Uh, they wow. added that to the firmware and so people looking for webcams were like, oh, well, webcams are sold out and this DSLR can be one and I've kind of been wanting one. That's why it's kind of blown up, I think. Canon has- have- has responded to what's going on in the pandemic right now. Remember your headset you couldn't get and yeah. webcams are tough to get. Puzzles are sold out. People try to kill time. It's a great camera so far. I, I think I'm only going to love it more. Mo, I think now that you've ordered
2: it, I will say you're clear to order it. I think it's going to be a good camera. So Now that oh, you are already pulled the trigger. <laughs> that's great. I'm just going to try and 3D print one. Well, like, Can I do that? Can I just 3D print a DSLR? That's not going to work. No. Actually, I did look for the
0: cages though that you could 3D print. So
2: I'm sure you could. Yeah. Uh.
0: (laughs) So you see, that's me glomming on to what John did for Tech Toys. You did. Well done, Mo. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. None of of it's actually yours. It's almost like I did it myself. But you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That bird's a dead duck. Woody Woodpecker is always getting into trouble. Weekday mornings at 8.30 on Channel 17.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for the Generation X game segment, and I'm watching John and Mo on the monitors right now, and John's doing this little dance and dropping back from the microphone. I'm like, your voice is way louder than mine, so shut the hell up. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I love dancing to it. I enjoy it. I don't know why you're criticizing me. I saw the first like look like something smacked you in the face as you pulled back from the microphone. I saw that first look. Don't think I didn't. That was a wave of joy. Well, just Hitting for me. that, I'm going to throw you into the fire, John. Oh. Are first, you okay. Yeah, you are going to go first. What are you playing right now? Uh,
1: so I am playing some stuff, but I don't want to talk about what I am playing. I actually want to take a what? second here during the game segment. That hell is the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to take a second here during the game segment to talk about what I am not playing, and I want to give a, a huge shout out. Everyone should be aware the Southern Fried Gaming Expo that we all love. Oh yeah. Ah,
2: uh, okay. Like all so right. many other
1: things, like everything yep. else has been canceled. It was in June, uh, June maybe early July. I forget where it's going to hit, but it's summertime. Yeah. Of course they've canceled themselves, but also the hotel is not opening to let people in and that kind of thing. I, I won't speak for you guys, although I think your, our sentiments are very similar. This is an event that here in the Southeast in Atlanta, Georgia, we drive up to it. It, it might be the single event that we go to that I look forward to the most. Oh, I, yeah. love, I, I love have people. Fun there. I love the show. I have a great time. I make a long weekend of it and it's canceled. Yeah, They have done all the right things by all of their fans and all of their attendees. They offered full refunds. They've asked Asked, hey, would you carry this over to next year, to 2021? If you can't, we're going to refund your money. But they've taken a huge hit because they had so many upfront costs they expect yeah. to recoup.
2: Mm-hmm. Deposits and... Yeah, you can stuff. imagine. Imagine yeah. if you
1: were putting on something for thousands of people, the the advanced work you would do and the money you invest. George, you put $4,000 into a YouTube TV show that right. ran for like a dozen episodes. They're putting on something that thousands of people have to go... Imagine the The point is...
2: <laughs> they put more than that just in T-shirts. Oh, heavens yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So what I just really wanted to do was, was to put out a plea to those of you who have seen us go to Southern Fried Gaming Expo or talk about it or have been yourself or might be interested. If you can... If you're interested and willing, show your support for them. They'll put a link down in the show notes, but I'm just going to tell you it's store.southernfriedgamingexpo.com and it's just their store. Get a t-shirt, get a sticker, get a pin. They're good quality. I have several. I wore them. And especially for the uh, sake of the canceled 2020 show, they have a 2020 SFGE shirt that I love. Uh, it's it's a design that, for the show that didn't happen. It <laughs> has the Nintendo Power Glove kind of defiantly up and it says, you know, in this together, SFGE 2020. Uh... Or, or just <laughs> Just send them a note or something tell you support them. Go on social and let people know if you can't support them financially. I want to make sure that these guys survive this. I've done this with several, you know, during the uh, the quarantine. Restaurants that I love, I bought gift certificates to. Or, you know, a place that I, a store that I visit, I bought a gift card to spend later. That kind of thing. This is the sort of thing, invest in the future uh, of this thing if you can. It's been awesome to Gen X grown up. It's been great to me personally. Uh, so if you can and you're able to support them, I would encourage
0: you to do so. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, John. I mean, this is, not only is it a fun show it's also really well run mm-hmm. the people who do it they just it's a quality event to go to like everything yeah. runs well. Everyone has a great time. I mean, it's it's just great. And my heart goes out to these guys and it, it must have been heartbreaking for them to cancel. Because I think the guys who put it on just really love putting this thing I mean, on. It,
1: it was. I mean, they would like nothing more than to recoup their costs. But they, you know, they did the right thing and said, you know, for the Absolutely. safety of everyone, we, we can't do it. So, you know, yeah. they shouldn't be punished for that. They should be rewarded for doing that right. Yep. Thing. I ordered my T-shirt. So you're good. So that's me lamenting what I'm not playing because I'm not going to be able to go to the awesome, you know, arcade that's going to be at SFGE this summer. Yeah. So let's continue, though, with uh, with you, George. Now, I've been excited. You've been working your way through the alphabet
2: on these uh, little <laughs> games that you've purchased and never played. I'm Humble still going yes, to
0: hit a letter that he doesn't have, but I don't think that's going to happen. It
2: hasn't happened yet. Well, so let me preface that a little bit. So John, in the last episode, said, you know, it'd be really neat if you told us how much money you've spent, how much money you save. I did. Yeah. So I'm a little bit of an Excel freak. I love working in spreadsheets i always have Mm -hmm. and so i did what i shouldn't have done i decided to create this crazy spreadsheet and (laughs) so way more than i asked (laughs) i now have every single game that i'm going to play or have played listed in the spreadsheet and i've already done every single letter. I've already picked a game for it. I have a game for every single letter. Oh, so no misses, you know, a you're future. no wow. misses. I've done the whole thing. The one that we're on this week is G. So, There were probably 20 games in my library under G. Wow. Uh, Some of them not necessarily through Humble Bundle, though. Some of them games that I just bought, like Galaga, you know, things like that. But I did find one here. I'm going to pull up the specs on it real quick. So I bought this game on February 17th of 2017 as part of the Humble Freedom Bundle for $30. Okay. Big chunk. Big chunk. That's not one of my small purchases there. The game originally came out August 21st, 2014, and it currently retails on Steam for $14.99. I said I bought the bundle for $30.00. There were 135 pieces in this bundle. Wow. (laughs) That works out to this game costing me 22 cents. (laughs) Okay. So that means I saved $14.77. That's what we're looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm looking at it. I can save you money (laughs) buying stuff. It's
0: on sale. I save
2: money. (laughs) How was the game? I'll read you the description and then go from there. All right. The definitive version of the smash hit Metrovania. style action platformer guacamelee oh super turbo championship edition <laughs> adds new levels powers challenges and refinements to the sprawling ridiculous mexican inspired adventure of the original guacamelee gold edition game this has been on my radar
1: a bit because it's
2: a Metroidvania. I've heard yes. it come up. I've never actually played it, though, but I
1: know you're a luchador. That's all I know for sure.
2: You are a luchador, and yes, you <laughs> you go between the land of the living and the land of the dead. It is a total blast. You're running around this map, and it's a side-scroller, leveler kind of map. You're acquiring different luchador moves in order to help you go through <laughs> the map, like suplexes oh, and body slams. body slams and stuff. Yes! Really? <laughs> Great, you're punching awesome. chickens. I mean, it of is course. The cra- who yeah. wouldn't like <laughs> <a>
1: chickens? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point of a modern game without chicken punching? Quite honestly, I know,
2: right? You can't really, punch I mean, a chicken. Really, you know, that's the measure of all great games. That's like day one stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a day without punching a chicken is a date not worth living. Let me tell you, <laughs> right. That's a t-shirt. It is absolute <laughs> blast. Yeah, that's a t-shirt Get gets you in trouble with the ASPCA.
0: <laughs>
1: that's that t-shirt.
2: <laughs> so far, I've only played it for about an hour. I had gotten delayed getting prepared for this episode, so I didn't play it until the night before we recorded the episode. But I couldn't stop playing it once I did. So there's no question in my mind, this is going to be one that I'm going to go back to time and time again, like A Flame in the Flood, which I'm continuing to play. That's why I hadn't wow. started playing Guacamelee yet yet because I was still playing Flame in the Flood a lot. And Mo, I know you had mentioned in one of our discussions that you wanted me to start rating these games, and I'm going to yeah. start doing that from this point forward. Out of our normal five token uh, rating structure, I would give so far after an hour's worth of play, Guacamelee probably five four and one quarter tokens. Really? That's, yeah. Solid. Yeah. that's respectable. Playability, ease of entry, fun, uh, just super hilarious dialogue that's in it. Like the chicken punching this guy's like, I don't know what <laughs> happened. All my chickens got crazy in there in my house. Can you go in my house and put them back in their cages? <laughs> it's it's just a total Luchador blast. to the
1: rescue. Yeah, yes. It, the art style of this looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd never, I'd never talked to anybody who had played it. And so now maybe I'm, I'm not going to get it for 22 cents, but the movie that was a, I
2: think it was an animated film book of life, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. So imagine a flat two dimensional art style of that movie. That's what this game's art style mm-hmm. is. That's, that's why, yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Cool. It's, okay. it's a blast. I, I definitely recommend playing this game. I'm not sure about the fourteen ninety nine price tag. I don't really? okay. know it'll come, it'll come about down, 15 sure. hours worth because Even I don't know how quarter, far you
1: think it's okay. Well, because quite. I
2: don't know how far along in the storyline I am. There's a progression meter, but it's based on a map. You know, like if you look at Mario World and you're moving around the map. Oh, that doesn't indicate time necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. That's yeah. the only way right. to gauge where you're at hmm. in the game. And I'm still super early. Now, I've got to ask you the actual reason
1: that I asked you to create a spreadsheet. I, well, at first, I didn't ask you to create a spreadsheet. You, <laughs> no, you
2: asked. That
0: was on you. Yeah.
1: The question I had was it would be curious to have a running total of how much you have spent on games so far. Because we're up to mm-hmm. G now. Right. Do you have any idea of all these games so far we've talked about
2: how much you spent? Well, so now what I have to do is I have to go insert a line so that I can create a sum <laughs> of just the price of games that I've spent. Oh, my God. And this. Is is why george
1: has a spreadsheet
2: yes i'm doing that right now as we speak okay so what i've actually spent as the game is a part of the bundle is two dollars and 37 cents so for far. A B
1: C D, e, F, seven yes. games so far right two bucks nice Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, keep your spreadsheet up to date, and we'll get an update when you get to H next time. (laughs) Or
2: you already know what it is. Yes. If you get out of Flame in the Flood, you might get to your H, right? I might get to my H, yeah. (laughs) H has a really interesting game title, and that's what I tried to stick with mostly independent games. a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... I'm hoping that these games keep living up to their titles, because if they do, there's not going to be a bad game in the bunch. Well, I'm
1: enjoying this kind of journey as you go through finding these,
2: because I have the same problem. I have bajillions of games I've never played, and and this is cool. Now, there is one last little thing that I did find. I found some Steam keys that I had not redeemed. Oh, right. OK. And I already have the game that those Steam keys would unlock. Oh. <laughs> so you have extras. <laughs> through other bundles. Uh-huh. So I have an extra Steam key this week to give away to one of our 4th fourth- Listeners. Oh, cool. All right. So the first fourth listener who sends an email to our account, podcast at genxgrownup.com, mm-hmm. John curates that email list. So he'll be the one deciding which fourth listener gets you it. Just title it Punching Chickens. Okay. In the subject title, Punching Chickens. Punching Chickens. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> the first person who sends that in and requests it will get the Steam key. Now, we can't guarantee that the Steam key works because, like I said, I bought this thing in 2017. I don't know if works. it does or doesn't. I oh, no As clue. long as nobody Redeemed it it's still good yep. yeah it's a license and the game that it's for is called no time to explain okay okay all right yep that's as much as i know
1: <laughs> first come first serve yeah
2: yep. <laughs> so those of you who listen
1: at 5 a.m you're you have a leg up on everyone else <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right that's what i'm playing mo what about you i'm playing uh it's well it's actually not a new game but it's a relatively new game it's called rebel galaxy star wars based i'm guessing well no actually it's not oh Um, i I assumed it wasn't i saw rebel okay nope 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 and john i think you'll know this one do you remember a game called elite oh absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. a
1: space kind of a merchant space game
0: game where you Mm -hmm. you fly around and you have to trade and you fight pirates and you upgrade your ship i have been searching for a successor to that game since that first game came out in like 85 i think it did yeah because it was just fun just to play it was an early open-ended game you could do the basic story but you could keep going improving your ship and trading and making just huge amounts of money and blah blah blah
1: yeah it was it was kind
0: of procedurally
1: generated a bit you know things were kind of randomized so you could travel out in space and find a place that you didn't know was there
0: and make a trade and yeah exactly so i think this is a good successor to that oh really okay it's it's the same premise It's a very a similar kind of premise you know you're an ex pilot who now is having to get back into it because you're trying to find somebody who i don't know shot your dog or something it doesn't really matter (laughs) it's john wick story (laughs) in space yeah Yeah, it's just there's a story and then so you basically get this crap ship to start with yep sounds like a leap and you could trade between stations and to make money you could like trade commodities between stations you find out which stations have good prices on this and that you go out there you can fight pirates you can mine like you could in the original game right yeah so you can do all that stuff just with a hell of a lot better graphics oh, right yeah
1: <laughs> not just the ray trace lines that used to be black and white Yeah. just that's, yeah.
0: that's ray trace, which was awesome for the day and they took out a lot of like the the hassle pieces like there's a whole docking sequence that they have for Every time you dock with a station, like mm-hmm. you hit the button, skips it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I love. <laughs> you know, and sometimes I want to watch it. Get onto the action. Yeah. yeah. I guess get onto the action. They also do some neat things. Like when you go to the station, they have things you could do on the station, like these little mini games. Like there's a casino, so you could do gambling. Mm-hmm. They okay. have a this one bar has a pool table. You actually can play pool. You know? Oh, and it's so they injected like, a bunch ah. of little
1: things into it. I yeah, see. and it's
0: not like a crappy pool game. It's actually pretty good, you know, and you bet money and you make money doing that. Later versions of Grand Theft Auto kind of did that. Like You go yeah. to certain places and you could play darts right. and pool. Yeah. And things you, like that. That. you could go to yeah. a strip club and
1: give people dollar bills. <laughs> In an open world game like this, that gives more realness
0: to the world because you can mm-hmm. deviate and do this kind of side thing and it makes it feel more like fleshed out. Right. And they definitely whoever wrote this game definitely played elite because there's things like if you should kill pirates, you know, they drop cargo sometimes mm-hmm. and you can pick it up. But if it's black market items, if you get scanned by a cop later, then you're in trouble. Oh, 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 <sighs> Where'd you get this? I'm holding it for a friend. Exactly. But sometimes you can make it to a station without it, and then you can make a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, so far, like I said, I played it probably maybe a couple hours so far, just kind of get into it. How did you find it? Now, you knew you were looking for something like Elite or researching? It for... got recommended to me on the Epic page. Oh, the Epic Game Store. Okay. Epic Game Store. They said, All right. you know, you might like this. And I looked at it. I'm like, holy crap. And they had like this whole sale thing going on. So sure. I'd say, so I paid. Now, the game is normally a $30 game. Normally. Okay. mid Sale right now for twenty dollars. Okay. And Epic, when I bought it, had a ten dollar off coupon. <laughs> okay. Ten bucks. So I pay ten bucks for it. Now I don't know if the coupon I know the sale is still going on. The game is twenty dollars. I don't know if that ten dollar thing is still in effect that they were doing so I'm definitely going to get my Corys out of this for sure 10 yeah. bucks psh, well, easy. Th- I know how much you love Elite. I mean you got you got an elite t-shirt for heaven's sake oh you yeah. know yeah oh, you're, yeah. you're a mean, super fan god it's yeah, yeah I that was like a <laughs> job playing elite I definitely would recommend this game if you if you liked elite and maybe part of the reason why I enjoy it so much is that it brings me back to that day of playing elite I can get that yeah fires those same neurons that you had when exactly you had
1: yeah all right so rebel galaxy
0: w- what rebel galaxy.
1: spiritual successor to elite it sounds interesting and I assume you'll throw a Link down in the show notes Absolutely. for our listeners to take a look at. Awesome. All right, cool. Thanks, Bo. We have just about reached the end of this episode, but before we do, you know, we always like to take a second here toward the end to talk about the things we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together to record the show. And I would like this time to start with George. George, what are you looking forward to?
2: Okay, well, I'm not looking forward to a TV or a movie. Okay, because there aren't any. (laughs) I'm looking forward to something that we used to do quite often. I think, John, you maybe still do, the subscription mystery box things, right?
1: Yeah, I still have Geek Fuel. Yeah, really? Yeah. I stopped those a while back. I, I, just did. Felt like it was just I did as
2: well. I stopped them two or three years ago because there was no point. I didn't always enjoy the things that came in the boxes. There yeah. was like maybe one thing in the box that I liked and four or five sure. things I didn't care about. Yeah, I feel uh, that. that's why I've been a big beneficiary of John continuing with it because every time there's three or three things in there, he doesn't <laughs> you get like all the want. So I'm okay with that. It's been great. But what if I told you that apparently for the last couple of years, Amazon has been doing a mystery subscription box. I didn't know that. Not only a mystery subscription box, but it's one that is based in two major properties curated by those properties themselves. Funko Marvel Collector Core Box. Huh. Really? Yes. I had no idea. I did not know that Amazon was doing that. Yeah, I didn't either. How did that never pop up on Amazon for all the shit that I buy? That's <laughs> I know, really. You'd, <laughs> be like, you'd be like, they're demographic, right? <laughs> right. So I get these emails from Amazon all the time that I almost instantly delete. It's like, oh, you might be interested in this. You might be interested in that. And I usually just delete them no. for some no, reason. Not. No, I'm not. Yeah. This one I didn't instantly delete. And I looked at it and it was like, it's closing out today at midnight. If you order it now, you can get this coming month's. Funko Marvel Collector Core box. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I went, I clicked (laughs) the link, and I looked at it. It's $30, $29.99, and it doesn't change its price no matter which size T-shirt you get. Okay, that's good. The other thing that they do, they tell you what they guarantee in the box, which is kind of nice. They don't tell you what specifically it is, but in this case, each one of these boxes has not one, but 2 Funko exclusive pop vinyls. Exclusive ones to this collection. Exclusive ones to this collection.
1: Wow. That's the thing that makes me keep doing Geek Fuel because they have things that you can't get anywhere else. That's the Mm -hmm. real beauty of these boxes when they do something. And with Amazon, the power they got behind that,
2: I can only imagine these are good.
0: Oh,
1: Right.
2: So now think about this as well. If you go to a convention like we do quite often when they're happening you go to look at those pop vinyl stores that people yeah. set up like at those the, things. The 30 yep. or
0: 40, they're always there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, <laughs> most of them are going to be anywhere from $10 to $50 for an exclusive pop vinyl, depending upon the pop vinyl yep, itself. for the rare ones. So yep. even at the minimum price, you've got $20 worth of pop vinyls in a $30 box. Then you've got the 3XL t-shirt that I ordered, which is probably at least another $15. So yep. I've already paid for the box in just those You've got your money already. Right there. That's nice. So I'm guaranteed to get something that will be worth the value of the box mine is due to come on the sixth however i just got a notification through alexa it sounds like it's getting here today <laughs> yay amazon <So> <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it nice. <laughs> this month's theme is black widow and i'm assuming that's because that's when the movie was due to come out you the know film coming out oh, sure. right. <sighs> they have had other themes they've had deadpool they've had venom they've had x-men but you do subscribe to it just like a regular thing you can cancel the subscription at any time, and it's Amazon. They don't give you a big hassle about canceling the subscription mm-hmm. like yeah. the other ones did. Remember how you all the loops online, you would have right? to jump just through? Just do it? Yeah. Sure. Yep. Exactly, okay. so I'm right. looking forward to that. Mo, what about you? Cool. Okay. Well,
0: I'm again. I don't have a TV or a movie. I mean, I was actually looking really hard to try to find like, something <laughs> something new that's coming out the next couple of weeks, but there's really nothing. So instead, I'm looking forward to playing with this new camera that John talked me into. Your M50, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Camera Brothers. So my future enjoyment is all based on John's recommendation. So no pressure. He won't let me down. So you will be you will be disappointed. You'll be fine. No, no. I'm, I'm actually actually I am very much looking forward to it. I've been really wanting to get like a just a setup done that I could just do the videos, not come out and make it a lot faster. So this will let you do it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So that's what I'm looking forward to. So, John says I'm looking forward to something that you got me into. What are you looking forward to?
1: (laughs) I am also not looking forward to a television show or a movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a theme.
1: You may remember, kind of mid '80s to early '90s, Kool Aid came out with some crazy flavors. They had Sharkleberry Finn, Purple Saurus Rex, Rockadile Red, (laughs) (laughs) Grape Vodini. These weird flavors. They Cancelled them. Right. My favorite was Purple Saurus Rex. It's a cross between grape and lemonade. Loved it, <laughs> of course. Loved it, loved it. And plus, it's dinosaur themed, so why wouldn't you? But they've been long <laughs> since gone, and it wasn't even anything I even thought about. It's just one of those things, like a, you know the candy bar they don't make or the snack whatever that's not around anymore. And then something popped up in my news feed: Kool Aid is releasing retro flavors of some oh, of the Jesus. discontinued stuff. <laughs> so of these, both Rockadile Red and Purple Saurus Rex have been re-released. As retro flavors. You know what's happening here, right? You know what this They're is. They're cashing
2: in on Gen X. I know. No, not just that. <laughs> because of COVID 19, all their factories are probably shut down and they went and found these things in no, a warehouse. Somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, terrible. I'm going to trust that's not true. It's
2: a new design box. We have a surplus
0: of lemon and purple. <laughs> put
1: together. So I have ordered these old flavors, new versions of them, Purple Saurus Rex and Rockadile Red, two Kool Aid flavors that I really, really enjoyed, especially the, the purple one. Uh, I'm going to do a video taste testing, remembering these flavors. It's going to be a quick, easy, short video, but I'm going to share it because I, hey, I got a new camera, so I got to shoot some stuff with it. I'm going to justify that expense. but Yeah,
2: you're going to justify the expense with a Kool-Aid video. <laughs>
1: Did the, the candy taste test was 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 well received, and so we're gonna take a look at these retro Kool
2: Aid flavors. I can't just see that conversation, honey. I spent five hundred dollars on a camera. What for? Why? I gotta film Kool-Aid some Kool Aid testing. <laughs> That's pretty much
1: how most conversations in my family go. That's exactly right. <laughs> but remember, like these
0: aid you got to make them like two quarts at a time. I can handle it. That's okay. <laughs> I will. I can follow instructions. What is all the problem. stuff in the refrigerator? <laughs> so stay tuned for
1: that. I'm excited to taste Purple Saurus Rex again. That's what I'm looking forward to. You make fun of me all you want. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Kids, help!
3: Time for a bounce breakfast with Cheerios. You got with You You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig.
1: You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to wrap it up for another edition of the Gen X Grown up podcast. Before we leave, we'd like to take a moment here right at the end to express our sincere gratitude to the people that support us every single month over on patreon take a few bucks out of their wallet to keep the lights on here and support what we do and i love to call them out and i'm grateful to you guys Arlem, Ben, Levi, Jonathan H, Greg L, Davis, T and Chet, Greg Z, Mike C, Chewbacca, Thomas, Adam, Stew Monkey, Tony, Dana, Travis, Tom- <laughs> I can't do it, it's too many. Tony, Dana, <laughs> Travis, Tom J, Dan, Chad, Slowmo T2, Mark, Agile, Blast Stashet and Marcus, who <gasps> increased his pledge Woo! by 150% just wow. because.
0: Wow. So he's giving us like 25 cents now or, <laughs> <Bumpting> <laughs> or a
1: before man. a dime Jesus
0: <laughs> he bumped no.
1: from $10 to $25 wow. just because he believes mm, in what we
2: do man
1: I'm so grateful then this happened a couple weeks ago Mike did that he's decreased his pledge because why not I never am not impressed and amazed and humbled by our patrons but and Marcus did it to me again I don't know what to say anyway if you would like to join these <laughs> folks uh, in, in making me stammer throughout the sport of this part of the show it's really
0: easy mode you tell them how they can join oh sure i mean it is and we really do appreciate every single one who contributes you know especially these days but if you want to contribute or increase your pledge you just go to Up.com slash patreon mm-hmm. and it'll take you right to the page where you can put your whatever you can do for us is any amount is really welcome and depending on what level you also have a whole bunch of swag We have special videos that you get mm-hmm. exclusive rights to outtakes bonus content yeah bloopers yep. whatever yeah whatever that doesn't really fit in this show we'll throw on there for you guys so, no. But anything we can do to help you because we really do appreciate everything that you give us. We sure do. Well said, Mo. We will be back with another show in two weeks as
1: always. But next week with our backtrack, where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. I'm ready
2: for this one. George, tell the fourth listeners what's coming <laughs> up next week. Absolutely. You know, normally our backtrack topics are a little puzzling to me. However, <laughs> on the yeah! next backtrack... Oh, I saw yeah! what you did there. <laughs> I think these are going to be absolutely wonderful to talk about. We are going to talk all about the world's famous Rubik's cube and the puzzling cube onslaught oh, that it created love thereafter. It.
0: I am surprised that it took us this long.
2: Well, <laughs> it's an interesting backtrack subject to broach, right? Because how do you do a backtrack talking about a visual, physical item like that that is already so iconic? But well, we're definitely going to give it a shot we'll next week. We'll find out in a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's never stopped us before. <laughs> no.
1: Cue the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I cannot wait. I hope you will join us for that. Until then, I am John George. Thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listeners though, it's you. We all appreciate most of all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X grown up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at Evergreenpodcasts.com.
2: for grown Your dinner cannot
0: just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown
2: And sorry we didn't answer your question for fuck all. <laughs> oh, well, please. We can read the show notes. That's right. We answered it. The answer is no comment. <laughs> hey, which is an answer. I don't know if anybody else does, but for some reason right now I feel awkward, like I'm not in the zone. <laughs> for some reason, when we I'm started talking, 15 minutes early, you know, our, is our, that what it is? The just <laughs> <feel like I'm, laughs>
1: oh look, I gave myself the the heart to say dystopian apocalyptic. That's good. Well, That's you real. wrote it, so
0: I did. <laughs> I did.
1: So. Everybody good with the promo? Yeah, it's just reading. <clears throat> well, cool. I don't know. I'm not. I don't judge. Yep, I'm good. <clears throat> In five, four, Watch me three. fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. <I have> <laughs> shit talk.
3: You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes. And luckily, that's
1: how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7 Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style. And together, we're going to try to make sense of the world all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.